good afternoon, almost afternoon, we're getting to that place where we need to just zone into what God's going to do. Amen. We need to just allow God to speak to us. Because if we sit through the whole service and all we hear is good music and all we hear is singing and we don't really tune in, we'll miss the voice of God. Amen. So in the next few moments, I want us just to really listen for the voice of God. Can you do that with me? I'm not saying that I'm the voice of God. I'm saying that God is going to speak through his word. In the next few moments, you're going to hear. If you'll listen, you'll hear his voice. Amen. I do want to welcome you here today to the crossroads. Uh, I want to just say thank you for coming and for everyone that's watching online. Amen. We're glad that you have joined us today and we realize that you check us out online most of the time before you come to service. So thank you for checking us out. We look forward to seeing you very soon. Amen. So last Sunday we discussed praising through Satan's door. Anybody remember that? Amen. Hopefully some, some strongholds came down. And uh, hopefully you are ready for God to move. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to uh, just start moving right into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we talked about praising through Satan's door. And last Sunday, I felt like God moved in here in a special way. I felt like there were things that were uh, strongholds that were torn down. Uh, but even before I got home on Sunday, uh, last Sunday, I began to feel God birthing something in me for this Sunday. And I believe that God wants us to discover secrets of victorious living through his word. I really do. I believe that's his intention, is for us to live victoriously, not to live defeated, not to be confused, not to be frustrated all the time. Are you with me? So, amen. So today what we're going to do is we're going to go into God's word here in the next few moments. And I, I believe that God wants us to, to go into the praise aspect a little bit more. And so I, I felt this last Sunday and I want uh, to get a clear understanding on what, for you, what praise is. If I were to ask you what is praise and do you praise God regularly? Some of you would say, well, yeah, I, I do. I come in here and sing with everybody else. And, you know, I, I, I worship God. And sometimes when I'm driving down the road, you know, playing music in my car, I'm just singing full throttle, you know. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I praise God. But praising God is more than just singing. Okay? Praising God is more than just lifting our hands during a church service or in response at an altar. That, there's, there, that's praising God, but there's more to it than just that. And so leaving last Sunday, it, it, it kind of dawned on me that there were some of you that were confused about praise. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you were confused, uh, but I want you to know why we do it. I want you to understand what it can bring about in your life. So I want to dispel a few myths. First of all, I want to go past the fact that praise is more than just singing, but I also want to let you know that praise is not just what you do when you're happy. Amen. Well, I can't praise God because I'm in a bad mood today. Well, that's a, that's a really good reason to praise God. Amen. Well, I can't praise God because I've had a lot of things go wrong this week. Well, guess what? You are right for a miracle, so you might as well praise God. Amen. And sometimes we think that, that praise has to do with our attitude or our, our demeanor or where we are in, you know, in life at the moment. But praise is not just something that you do when you're happy. When everything that's, it's, it's just going your way, you know, and you're uh, walking down the street kind of skipping, you know, zippity-doo-dah. Yeah, that's, 
that's not the only time you can praise God. In fact, uh, if that's the only time, then it would be very easy to praise. But the scripture talks about bringing a sacrifice of praise. So that means there are going to be times when it's hard to praise, but it's beneficial. Are you with me? Amen. And so uh, praise is more than just singing and lifting our hands. Praise is not just what we do when we're happy or everything's going right. And the, the last myth that I really want to cover is that praise is not reserved for only the good people. Amen. There are some of you that think, because I sinned this week, I can't praise God. And the devil's a liar. Amen. I want you to know that if you have to wait until you have it all together naturally and spiritually and you never make any mistakes, uh, and, you know, and you, you become a goody goody. If that's what you have to wait for, you're going to be waiting all your life because there's a lot of people that may look like goody goodies in here, but they are not goody goodies. Just because somebody comes to church, it doesn't make them a Christian. Right? Just like going to Disney World doesn't make me Mickey Mouse. So we got to get past that, that, well, I can't praise God because, you know, uh, if I praise God, everybody will think I'm a hypocrite. No, why do you think we praise God? It's not to, to act like we're holy or act like we're good. It's to say, man, he is holy. He is good. He is awesome. Amen. So don't wait until you have everything figured out. And don't wait until everything falls into place. Amen. And you had a perfect week and you didn't sin. Because that week's going to be a long time coming. Amen. Some of you in here, you're struggling with habits, addictions, and some really, really struggle, uh, real big struggles in your mind. And the devil wants you to feel like, you know what? I can't praise God because I got all this stuff going on. That's all the more reason to praise him. Amen. That is all the more reason to let your praise lift to heaven because everyone is facing something. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you walked into this church with today. It really doesn't matter. Everyone in here is facing something and you cannot let your circumstances dictate your praise. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to give you a little key. And if you want to, you know, tweet something or quote something or think about something, just think about this. Praise changes our hearts and our circumstances. Praise changes our hearts and our circumstances. Now, if you don't remember anything else today, if you'll just remember that one sentence, you'll get the gist of what I'm trying to say. Praise changes our hearts and our circumstances. And so today my title is no praise, K-N-O-W, no praise, no problem. No praise, no problem. Because here's the deal. When you know how to praise God and you know that your praise, amen, can be lifted up into the heavens, there is truly no problem that can defeat us. Amen. So I want to preach to you today on this very simple subject from God's word. No praise, no problem. If you would stand with me and let's turn to the book of Isaiah chapter 61. Amen. I'm so thankful for what God is doing. I'm looking forward to what God has in store, not just today. Man, it is so beautiful outside today, and uh, everything is, is being made new in nature. It's beautiful. I mean, it's wonderful. And uh, there are some things that God wants to make new in your life in this season, too. Amen. God wants to give you hope. He wants to give you a reason, amen, to get out of bed every day. 
He wants to bring meaning back into your life. And I'm not talking about uh, meaning that is attached to some sort of substance. I'm talking about meaning. Like you love life and you love the people in your life. And you're thankful to be alive. Amen. This is what the scripture says. Isaiah 61. We'll read verses 1 through 3. And then we'll also read verses 10 and 11. It says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to, pro to proclaim liberty to captives and opening of the prison to them that are bound. Now we could just get excited right there because a lot of us, that would fit one of our situations today. But the second verse says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And this is the acceptable year of the Lord. Now is the time. Today is the day. Today is, is the day that your salvation is nearer than it ever has been before. Amen. And the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Verse 3, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give them unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they, might, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Now let's go to verse 10. It says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with garments of salvation. He hath covered me with a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. For as the earth bringeth forth her bud and as the garden causeth the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Amen. We're in a great season. A great season of things being made new. But I, I feel God moving us into this text today. Amen. The scripture says that as the earth bringeth forth her bud, you look around and the trees are starting to get buds on them. You look around and you start seeing green and uh, pops of color everywhere. As the garden causeth the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Would you bow your heads? Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and lives and in this place. Help us, God, to understand that if we know praise, there is no problem that can defeat us. And God, we'll give you the glory and the praise for these things in Jesus' name. And everybody shout amen. amen. One more time before you're seated, shout it like a mighty voice. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. <clears throat> praise changes our hearts and our circumstances. Our text today says that God gives us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. My wife told me today that I look like a cup of sunshine. I don't know. Maybe that's... I, I don't know. I, I just don't normally wear very many light suits, I guess. And so she wasn't used to it today. Uh, but this is what the scripture says. You can have the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So I thought about it. I thought, well, that's maybe not so bad since what I'm preaching on today is, you know, putting on the garment of praise, putting on a garment of sunshine is better than an old dreary drab garment today, right? So I want you to think of this really bright suit today. And I didn't plan this. My wife just inspired me on the way here today of a garment of praise. Put on the garment of praise. There's a difference between wearing a light colored suit and a dark colored suit. 
There is a difference. You can choose, right? Right, Miguel? You can choose. Like you could have worn a blue polo today, but you didn't. You wore a nice, bright polo. It's awesome, right? You can see him. You can see him coming. You know he's there. I'm, who else can I pick on? Brianna, you're nice and bright today. You, you know, there is difference between wearing something dark and wearing... Sister Lorraine, you're nice and bright today. You can... Oh, Brother Bill, look at you, Brother Bill. You got a nice bright polo on as well. There's a difference between a garment of light and a garment of darkness. And, and I would, would say that in this place there are people that uh, they know the difference. They understand the difference between a spirit of heaviness... And feeling like you're on cloud nine. See, what God wants to do is he wants to give you a garment of praise to replace the down and the out that you've been feeling. Amen. God wants to give you a garment of praise that will take over the spirit of heaviness in your life. The spirit of oppression and the spirit of depression that has tried to place itself on you. He said, I want you to choose what you want to wear. I'll give you a garment of praise. So I thought about this scripture and I thought about how powerful this is. The scripture tells us uh, that, that we can have a garment of praise. So I thought about a garment. You know, most of you, you chose what you wore today or somebody helped choose it for you. I, I chose the suit. My wife chose the tie. I said, you got to help me. I'm not sure which one to go with here. And, you know, I think I did pretty good because some of you guys, your wife lays out all your clothes for you. I'm not calling any names. I, I won't do that. But, you know, uh, I think there's a, a decision that has to be made. And most of the time we encourage our children. I encourage my children. Uh, Sunday is coming. Tomorrow is Sunday. Uh, we're going to have a really important day. So guess what? We want you to pick out what you're going to wear before you get up. I don't want you stumbling around with sleep in your eye and you're not sure what to do. And I, I want you to, if you would, I want you to pick out what you're going to wear. I'd like for it to be ironed and ready to go and sat out and ready so that you can slip it on when you get up in the morning. Can I tell you that if you go to bed with a spirit of depression, with a spirit of frustration, with a spirit of confusion, and you haven't picked out anything to wear for the next day, you're going to get up in a spirit of depression. Spirit, come on somebody. A spirit of frustration. You're going to be the most negative person. And when you wake up, you know, you go, oh, things will be better tomorrow. But you got to choose what you're going to wear tomorrow. You need to choose today what you're going to wear tomorrow. And the scripture says you can have a garment of praise instead of that old spirit of depression. Amen. Amen. You may feel depressed and you, you may feel like some things are out of place, but if you choose to put on the garment of praise, it is your choice and it can make a difference in your life. Amen. So why do you wear what you wear? Most of you say, because it's comfortable, right? I wear what I wear because it's comfortable. Uh, sometimes you don't, ladies. Let's just be honest. Sometimes you don't. You're like, this is not comfortable, but I look pretty. And that's what's most important. Beauty is painful. You know, and so you shove your feet into those shoes that look so pretty. I even, I, I know, you know, there's sometimes people get those, those things and they tighten their tummies up and they, you know, strap everything in and they're, 
I look pretty. I'm about to suffocate, but I look pretty. <laughs> you, you can choose, right? You can choose what you put on. And most of you would not choose to be ugly in what you put on. There are some things I put on and I take right back off. I'm like, oh, no. No, no, no. A few years ago, my, my daughter and I, we were, <laughs> we were in a, a store and I was trying on some jeans. And, you know, it's kind of funny because they make things differently now than they used to. But um, I tried on a pair of jeans and it said, it said on the tag, it said slightly tapered. Nuh-uh, they were skinny jeans. They were straight up skinny jeans. Look, I'm a big guy. Every kind of jeans I wear are skinny jeans. I don't need one that are extra tight that say skinny or tapered on them. You know what I'm saying? So I took them, I, I put them on and I was kind of, I was kind of laughing at myself and I came out and, and my daughter who's working in the nursery today, she goes, uh, dad? Yeah, that was enough to know. I don't need to be wearing that. You can choose what you put on. And I see people all the time who are choosing to wear some things they probably shouldn't be wearing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, really, come on. There are there's more flattering things that you could have put on today. You didn't think about this before you left the house. And now you're on who goes to walmart.com. I'm just saying. <laughs> you got to choose what you put on because what you put on reflects who you are. You don't go to a job interview, right? And, and, and you have your Hawaiian shirt, you know, and you're just like, hey, man, got my flip-flops. And No, you don't do that because you want to look the part. If you're going to a, an office job or a, a business, you, you want to look the part, so you want to dress up for that, that interview. Those are the things that are important. And sometimes people think, oh, well, it's not a big deal what I wear. Well, ask the person who has the job. They'll tell you it is important what you wear. And the, what we wear reflects who we are. So if you have on the spirit of depression and you're frustrated and you're negative and everything around you is always wrong, people are going to pick up on that. But if you choose to put on the garment of praise and you say, you know what? I, everything may not be going right in my life, but I choose to praise God because he's been good. Amen. And, and there's so much that I can praise him for. There's so much that I can thank him for. Now, I want you to notice, and I'm, I'm going to try to be quick here today, but as you notice, reading, reading on in chapter 61, towards the end, we, we saw that these garments of praise, they eventually become our garments of salvation. Did you notice that? At first, they're garments, you'll get the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness, but then look, look at verse 10. He says, He hath clothed me with garments, the garments of salvation. The garments of salvation come after the garment of praise. Are you with me? That's because when you uh, are receiving salvation, you have to open your mouth. You have to lift up your voice. Amen. The scripture says that with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So when you get the garment of praise, it involves what you say. It involves how you behave. It involves how you live your life. Amen. And the Bible says that the garment of praise, then he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. So my garment of praise then turns into a garment of salvation. And because I have on garments of salvation, if you read verse 11, then the praise starts to show in front of all the nations. Everywhere I go, people know. 
Every, every place I am, people understand. Everything that I do, it starts to shine out. Why? Because I got a sunny, I got a sunny suit on today. You know what my sunny suit is? It's my garment of praise. And my garment of praise has now become salvation in my life. I have received God's spirit. I repented of my sins. I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and had all my sins washed away. Amen. And because I was praising God, he came and he filled me with his precious spirit. And I spoke in a language that I didn't understand. So what used to be a spirit of heaviness, what used to be a spirit of depression has now turned into my garment of praise. And because of my garment of praise, amen, there is salvation in my life and praise shows everywhere I go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise and righteousness springs forth from us before everybody that we meet. Amen. I want you to remember this. You can be saying, I want you to remember this. Praise perfects people. Praise perfects people. Well, you're not perfect yet, Pastor. I know I'm still praising. Whew. It's a long process. That You could add a fourth P. Praise perfects people, and it's a process. There you go. It is not an easy process. This process is kind of... Uh, it's kind of annoying sometimes because you think everything's good and then something else will hit you, right? Well, that's life. I thought by now I'd have it all figured out and everything would be just be smooth sailing, you know, because my, my parents made it look easy and some of, some of the other adults in my life made it look easy. And I just thought, man, by the time I'm their age, everything's going to be easy. Y'all lied to me. You misrepresented the truth. You gave me a false sense of reality. And today, I call you out on it. I'm, I'm here to tell some young person or some child in this room that you need to hear me. If you're, if you're watching this online today, you need to hear me. Amen. You will never, in this life, you will never get it all figured out. You will never have a perfect life. It's just not possible. But praise perfects people. Anyone and anything can praise God. It doesn't matter who you are. Amen. Because there are no status requirements for praising God. Praise can, come on somebody, praise can take a sinner that's far from God and turn them into somebody clothed with the garments of salvation so that God will get the glory in their life. Praise is for anybody. It doesn't matter who you are. You, this could be your very first day here or you could have been here for 30 years, but praise is still perfecting people in this place. We're not perfect. We haven't arrived. But every time we praise, it works out some stuff in our life. Every time we give God the glory, habits are breaking. Addictions are falling off of us. Come on, somebody. I want you to hear me today. Praise perfects people, even though it's a process. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're in this place and you're feeling like, I can't praise God. You better praise God because as you praise him, chains will fall off of you. As you praise him, demons will run away from you. Come on, somebody. As you praise him, the, that force field of praise goes around your family and goes around your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil wants to keep you from praising because the victory goes to the praiser. The victory goes to the praiser. If the devil can keep you from praising, he's got you bound. If he can keep your mouth shut, he's got you bound. But victory will go to the praiser. So open up your mouth and lift up your voice. Lift up your shout and say, I'm not going to hold back today. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know what I'm saying to you is in the Bible today. Psalm 150 and verse 6. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. That's all that's required of you today. Are you breathing? If you're breathing, then you're encouraged to praise him today. When you know praise, there's no problem in your life that's big enough to defeat you. What happens when you choose to put on the garment of praise instead of the despair and heaviness that you've been feeling? Life changes. Things happen. Amen. God is with you every step of the way. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody's getting it in here today. Why do I praise God? Why do I praise him? Well, I'm glad that you asked because I need to give you the why. I don't want you just to get worked up into a, a hype and just say, okay, well, yeah, this is, this is where we're going and I feel good. I want you to understand because when you're not in this kind of atmosphere and you don't have a hundred praisers with you, you're going to have to know why you praise God. You need to understand this so that Monday morning when the devil shows up at your door and says, hey, I brought you some coffee. You can say, look, not today, devil. Amen. So why do I choose that garment? Psalm 150, verse 1, praise ye the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. This is literally where he dwells, in his sanctuary. Where does he dwell? Okay, thank you. Praise him in the firmament of his power. This refers to the expanse of God's power or literally anything that shows the greatness of God's power. I don't know about you, but my life is a display of the greatness of God's power. Not because I'm anything, but because you don't know what I used to be. Amen. I, come on, somebody. I used, to, I used to be a mess, but because of God's power in my life. So I praise him in the expansion of his power in my life. The scripture says in verse 2, praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. This verse tells us that we should be praising God for all the instances of his might that are shown in the dispensation of his providence and grace throughout time. The power, this power that God has shown and put, placed in our life, he exerted in creating, upholding, and governing the world and in redeeming and saving the human race. More on that in just a second. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with a sultry and harp. Praise him with a timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. So verse 2 gives us some very specific insight on praising God for the past, the present, and the future acts of God's greatness. I'm not making this up, but you've got, you got to understand this. You need to hear me today. We praise God for the past, right? I praise him like almost every day. God, I praise you because you took stripes on your back for my healing. God, I praise you for the healing blood that flows from the stripes that you took upon your back. I praise you, God, for Calvary, for the atonement. I praise you because you didn't leave me without hope. But I thank you because you were nailed to a cross and your blood was shed. And then you were buried in a borrowed tomb and, and you rose from the grave. I thank you, God, for Calvary. Amen. Hallelujah. 
And then I make it a little bit more personal. I say, God, I want to praise you for bringing truth to my family. I want to praise you because out of all the people in the world, you chose to allow my family to hear the truth. You, you put me into a good family, God, that knows you, that knows the one true and living God. Hallelujah. I thank you, God, because you brought me into truth and you gave me a revelation of who you are for myself. I thank you, God, for truth today. You didn't have to, but I thank you that you gave it to me today. And then I praise him because several hundred years ago, we didn't have this. Amen. It would have been hard for the common man to read the scripture. But I say, I say, thank you, God, for your word being available. Amen. Thank you for making it available so that everybody and anybody can have it. Anybody can read it. And if you really want to know what it says, you can figure it out for yourself today. I praise him for creation. God, I thank you because you created all things. You created me. You knew me before I was even born. God, I thank you because you knew me even before my parents got together. God, I thank you because you created the beautiful tree. Come on, somebody. It's not hard when you walk through creation. God, I praise you. This is a beautiful cottonwood tree. God, this is a beautiful oak tree. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful running water and these wonderful rocks. And it's not hard. Nature itself teaches us how to praise him because he is so majestic and he is so awesome. God, I thank you for creating these things. And then I praise him because sometimes, you know, I got some real personal things that he brought me over. <laughs> hey, I, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but there's some things that, man, I'm telling you, if it was still eating me up, we'd be in a mess today. So I thank him. I thank him for the victory. God, I thank you for delivering me from that. I thank you for showing me the way. I thank you for your provision and making a way when there wasn't a way. And, and I started thanking him for all the past victories. And then I bring it right to the present. Why do I praise him for the present? God, I praise you for the air that I get to breathe today. Amen. I praise you because I could get out of bed this morning. I walked eight miles yesterday, but I thank you because I could still get out of bed today. Amen. I thank you because I've got my health. I thank you because I've got strength. I thank you, God, because you've given me another day for, for living and serving you. I thank you because this is going to sound really stupid, but I thank you, God, because you keep the earth spinning on its axis. Because if it wasn't, we would freeze or we would burn up. So, God, I know it's a little thing, but thank you. <laughs> You're awesome. I couldn't do it. So way to go, God. God, I thank you for daily provisions. The scripture says our daily bread. I thank you, God, because I don't get up every day and wonder, am I going to have food to eat today? A lot of times I wonder, which food am I going to eat today? What kind of great food would I love to eat today? That's what I think sometimes, right? I don't get up and wonder, hmm, I wonder if I'm going to get to eat today. No, God, I think you're going to provide for me. I thank you because you're going to take care of me and you help me to be able to bless others and take care of other people. So God, I thank you for that. I thank you for the people that you placed in my life. And this is where I talk about you. God, I thank you for... So-and-so, because they're such a blessing to me, and God, they uh, have been so good to my family, and I thank you for what you're doing in their life, and what you're helping uh, them help with our churches, and different things that are going on. Some, there are some days, sometimes, let's just be honest, I'm like, God, I thank you for bringing that person into my life, because they're shaping character in me. They're shaping character in me. I, I don't understand exactly what you're doing with them, but thank you for bringing them in my life, because there's a reason for it. There's a purpose. Oh, you think I'm out of line? No, the scripture says in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God. 
So the people that I like and even the people that at the moment are giving me a lot of trouble, I thank God for them. Because in everything, that's not just what I choose, but that's everything. I lost some of you right there. Some of you are like, I can't do that. I just can't. Yes, you can. And you will be surprised about how quick your attitude changes towards people when you start praying for them. I thank you, God, for peace and for joy. Now, if you don't have peace and joy, just think it's a future. I thank you for peace and joy. It's coming. I don't have it, but by the end of the day, I'm going to have peace and joy. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're going to do, but God, you are going to astound me today. So I thank you for peace and joy. Amen. If you have peace and joy, God, I thank you because I didn't get up stressed out. I didn't get up worried. I, I didn't get up with my mind racing today. Amen. I thank you for peace and I thank you for the joy that you put in my life. Come on. That's the present. And God, I thank you for the opportunities. I, I have opportunities on a daily basis to talk to people, and I thank God for it. I, I have opportunities to do stuff with people and for people and be around people, and just opportunities that not everybody gets. I mean, come on, think about the opportunities that you have that 99% of the world does not have. You've got an incredible, privileged life. But I'm poor, Pastor. You don't understand. I'm, I'm poverty level. I, I understand. But even poverty level here makes you better than two-thirds of the rest of the world. Just because you live in this country, if you're a citizen of the United States, you are a blessed person today. You could be in Venezuela. You could be. And you could be having to get up and plan on spending your whole day at the grocery store, hope that you get a ticket that has enough items that you can get some items after waiting in line for several hours to try to feed your family with. It's an all-day thing. Sometimes you have to go to the store all week long just in order to be able to get enough groceries to keep your family fed. You have a little bit of electricity and it cuts off whenever it wants to cut off and comes back on, cuts off and comes on. Some of you are like, I could not live in those situations. Most people are struggling. But I don't have that today. I'm blessed. I flip the light switch, it comes on. I turn the water on, it comes on. I go to the store. Look, I'm, I choose to go to the store that I don't have to wait in line in. Do you know what I'm talking about? So I would, I would lose my mind if I had to wait all day in line. God, I thank you for the opportunities, the blessed life that I have right now. And then I start thanking God for the future. God, I thank you for the rapture. Because you're going to catch me out of here. I thank you, God. You're going to take your church home. God, I thank you that you're coming back. Amen. I thank you that there is an end in sight and there is hope in sight. I thank you, God, for the redemption. You, you, some people say, well, I don't understand why I need to thank God for things in advance. Because they're already sealed. They're in the book. It's, it's going to happen. So I just thank him for that. Look, God, you didn't leave me guessing. I'm the type of person, my daughter and I were talking about it yesterday, we're the type of people we like to know what's coming. We got a book that tells us what's coming, so I'm like, God, thank you for telling me what's coming. That's awesome. I don't have to worry. Thank you, God, for the victory that's coming. Thank you for the changed lives that are going to happen. Thank you for the souls that you're going to save. Thank you, God, that I'm going to get to spend eternity with you. You say, well, pastor, how can you be thankful? You got stuff like this church situation and you got, you know, some other things that are going on in your life. How can you be thankful in advance? I, I don't know any other way to live. I choose the garment of praise. Amen. I don't have time for a spirit of heaviness. I don't have time to be depressed. I don't have time to let that suck all the, the positive energy out of my life. Amen. Sometimes people come to this church and people leave. And then people are like, Pastor, how do you deal with it? How do you deal with people just leaving? I don't know how I deal with it. 
I don't. Some days I wonder because it's depressing when people leave and there's no good reason for them to leave. There do they just go and you're like, well, okay, did we do something wrong? What happened? And sometimes there's just nothing there. Just They just didn't want to be here. And so you just have to say, okay, God, we praise you for whatever you're doing in their life. We praise you in advance for saving their soul. Amen. And so sometimes there are depressing things that happen and frustrating things that happen, but you can choose how you respond to those things. And you've got to respond in praise because we have so many things to praise God for. Aspects of creation, victories, life itself. Choosing to praise is just like putting on clothes just like putting on clothes. You're choosing what you wear. Psalm 103 verses two through four, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Sometimes we forget. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. We know praise, so there's no problem that can defeat us. Psalm 115, verses 17 and 18. The dead praise not the Lord. I want you to focus on that just for a second. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. This tells us that only living things praise the Lord. Uh-oh. Some of y'all know where I'm going today. I can tell in a service who's alive and who's dead. Because only the living. <laughs> well, pastor, are you calling me a deadbeat? No, I'm saying that the Bible said the dead can't praise him. I'm just saying if you're alive, then something's going to happen. When you start thinking about Oh, when I think of his goodness and what he's done for me. Come on, when I think of his goodness and how he set me free. There's something that triggers inside of me. I can't just go, oh yeah, that was nice. <laughs> no! I'm like, yeah! Woo! There's something that happens. It gets me happy. It makes me excited. It brings joy into my life. It triggers praise. Because I'm not dead, folks. Amen. The dead can't praise him. The dead are in their silence, but the living, come on, the living, come on, the living are going to step up and say, God, I praise you. God, you're good. God, you've never let me down. We will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Hallelujah. If you didn't think that was good enough, Psalm 63 says, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. If you are alive in Christ, you shall be a praiser. If you're alive in Christ, there's something that's got to come alive in you and pray. Come on, somebody. I just haven't caught on yet, but I'm going to get it. Amen. I'm going to get rid of this spirit of depression. I'm going to get rid of this spirit of heaviness. Amen. Ask yourself, am I alive today? Amen. Amen. I'm almost there. What does your praise look like? What does your praise look like? Well, it looks like our lifestyle. It's bringing glory or shame to someone. Praise, like if, if I said, hey, you know, you did a great job, right? That's, that's bringing you honor. Because you said, 
you, you did something, you said something, whatever happened, you are praiseworthy. So we give you praise for those things. You did something good, right? You, you nailed that drum solo or you hit that high note. And you're like, woo-wee, man, that's awesome. Well, God's hitting home runs and high notes and solos all the time. Amen. He does so many things that are praiseworthy. Just the fact that you got out of bed today is praiseworthy. Come on, somebody. God's been so good, so I'm going to bless him while I live. I'm going to lift up my voice, and I'm going to bless his name. Hallelujah. It's bringing glory or bringing shame. What is our lifestyle bringing? Is it bringing glory or bringing shame? That's a question. Does, when people look at my life, what do they see? Do people see, when they look at my life, do they see a whole lot of me? My attitude? My personality? Somebody said one time, they said, you know, I, I think I met your twin. I said, I don't have a twin. They're like, oh, somebody that looks just like you. I said, well, let's just hope he doesn't act just like me. Because the world couldn't handle that. That's just, there's... That would be too much. Here's the point. What is your life saying? What is it doing? When people look at you, what do they see in your life? Words and actions that come from my heart. What, what do you mean, words and actions that come from my heart? Well, I can say, God, I praise you. But there's something that happens, and you've seen it today. Uh, people get up, and they start jumping around, and they're praising God, and they're running all over the place. Woo! Why? Because there's something that happens. My actions are triggered by the goodness of God. <laughs> He's been so good to me, I just can't tell it all. <laughs> so something breaks out in me, and, and that's why some of you, you, you know, when God really starts moving on you, you'll you, you come up here and you'll be responding. I could call some of you out, just, and I could do your, your praise move. Because when you get to... You get to feeling God's presence and God's power. Some of you, man, you're just jumping. Some of you are like, woo! Do you know why that is? Because something is triggered inside of you. It was put there by your creator to notice his greatness and his awesomeness. He desires your praise. He desires, come on somebody, your worship. He wants you to stretch yourself. So my words and my actions, amen, that's why and they used to call us holy rollers. Anybody ever heard of holy rollers? You know why they called us holy rollers? Let me just clue some of you in because you're like, I've never heard that before. They used to call some of us holy rollers because it's sometimes in the older churches, we don't, it doesn't happen a whole lot in the church anymore. But like people would get down, they literally, they'd roll across the floor. And they said, those people are holy rollers. It, they were doing a holy roll. That, I, look, I've heard of all kinds of things. Like the most crazy thing, I heard somebody uh, say one time, they heard somebody was, uh, you know, it, this, wasn't, this wasn't actually good, it was bad. But they said somebody was barking in praise. I'm like, no, you don't bark in praise. Just lift up your voice and say something. You don't have to bark. I mean, you can shout, but don't bark. That's weird. But they called us holy rollers. And, and you got people who are running. I've seen, I had a friend, he had dress shoes on. And he used to love to run around the church. And he ran so fast one time, he slid when he was trying to turn the corner. And he slammed into the block wall. It was the most awesome thing I'd ever seen. It was so cool. But the reason that we do it is because we get excited in our praise. Our actions show our praise. And so when I surrender completely to God, instead of just doing what I want to do, I'm praising him. 
There's stuff that I want to do and stuff that I think I should do. But whenever I say, you know what, God, it's not really about me. It's whatever you want. That is an act of praise. Amen. Whenever I say, God, it's about you and what you want in my life. Amen. Worship and praise in its truest form is when I'm faced with difficult circumstances, though. When things not going my way. When, when the lawyer says the wrong stuff. The doctor says the wrong stuff. My family hates me. Come on now. I could, I could get a little bit more plain. You want me to get a little bit more plain? My ex is giving me all kinds of trouble. Right? My kids are a bunch of heathens. My pastor didn't shake my hand that day. There's all kinds of things, right? And when life isn't going my way and things are difficult, that's when true praise and worship comes out. Because when I'm faced with difficult circumstances, or as David said, I'm in the presence of my enemies, he's preparing a table before me. So when he's preparing a table, I can give him praise for that, God. I don't know what you're doing, but this is going to be awesome. God, I may not see it right now, but I'm getting ready to feast with you. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great month. It's going to be a great year. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise is simply giving God the glory that he deserves in any and all forms possible. Psalm 22.3 says that God inhabits or lives in the praises of Israel or of his people. He lives in it. That means if you're not praising him, he's got no place to stay. Think about it. I want him to take residence here. I want him to be on the throne here. I want him to be high and lifted up. King of kings and Lord of lords in my life. I, I want him. So if he lives in that, well, guess what? Then I better praise. I better get the garment of praise. Amen. Praise changes our hearts and our circumstances. The scripture says, 1 Peter 2, 9, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. I am strange and peculiar. But here's the purpose. We're not strange just to be strange. We're not different just to be different. Amen. I'm different to make a difference. I'm different because God has selected me and set me apart. I'm not the same as I used to be. I'm different. I am a, a chosen generation. I'm part of a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. And here's why. That ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of his darkness and into his marvelous light. Out of his darkness. Amen. I don't, I, I don't, out of the darkness, I, I don't know if that even rings through to some of you because right now situations and things are so dark in your life, you don't even know if there's a way out. I'm telling you, there's a way out. You, you might think that there is no hope, but I'm telling you, there is hope today. I don't care what habits, addictions, or problems, circumstances that you are facing right now. If you know praise, there is no problem that's too hard. Would you stand with me? If praising and blessing are in my mouth, I don't have time to curse and complain. Some of you got time to curse and complain because you haven't chose to praise and to bless. You can't be negative and positive all at the same time. I told my wife, she teases me about that if I'm being negative. And I say, I'm positive that this is a negative situation. 
some days you feel like everything is falling down around you, right? Everything is crashing in on you. You've got to know praise. You've got to know praise. You can't, look, the devil wants to make you think that there's no hope and there's no way out and it's just going to always be bad like this. You've got to know praise. If you know praise, you got the secret out of any situation that you find yourself facing. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that sometimes God doesn't calm the storm. Can I just be honest with you? Sometimes God doesn't answer my prayer the way I ask Him to answer my prayer. Sometimes people die or people don't get better. Sometimes things happen and and people do lose their house or their marriage breaks apart. And sometimes, you know, it just seems like, come on, God, you could have, you could have done things a little differently. And if I choose to be negative and I say, well, God, you know, I guess, I guess I should stop praising you. Then you know what happens? The devil wins. Because as long as I don't lose my praise, what happens is God changes stuff in me. Sometimes the circumstance doesn't change the way I think it should, Zechariah. Sometimes it just doesn't happen the way that I want it to. And I know a lot of people who've given up on God and they've quit God because things didn't happen like they thought it should happen. Can I just encourage you today? Don't quit praising. Don't give up on God. There, there are people in this church that have been through some, some horrendous things in life. There's people that they're going through some horrendous things in their life right now. Don't give up. Don't quit praising. Don't think that this is the end. This is not the end. Amen. And your praise is either going to change your circumstances or it's going to change your heart about the circumstances. But if you quit praising, the devil's going to push you into depression, negativity. He'll oppress you with everything that he can. Why? Because only the praisers get the victory. No praise, no problem. Second Chronicles 20 and 22, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord sent ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Now I know this verse. You can look at it a bunch of different ways. Read all of Second Chronicles 20 this week. That's your homework. You'll see the whole situation. But let me just give you, they were in a, they were in a mess. And God said, I want you to send the praisers out first. Now, who was, who was at war? Who was being oppressed? Judah. Do you know what Judah stands for? Devil's trying to oppress your praise. Devil's trying to keep your praise in bondage. Devil's trying to get victory over your praise. And God says, uh, <clears throat> I want you to send out the praisers first. But they'll be unarmed. Oh no, they're not unarmed. No, they'll be, they'll be just fine. So this is what I want you to do today. I want you to see this scripture and see this whole principle that we've been talking about. If you know praise today, you've got all kinds of things you can praise God for. If you can step out of your seat today and let the praise go first. God, I, I need this and I need that. No, 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 no. Let the praise go first. Amen. I wonder if you just step out of your seat, step into the aisle, come down here, lift up your hands and begin to praise God for what he has already done in your life. Praise God for what he is doing right now in your life and praise God for what you believe he's about to do in your life. Amen. When you praise him, there's things that are going to take place in your heart and in your circumstances. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. No praise today. No praise today. No praise today. 
Hallelujah. If you have an addiction, if you have a problem, lift up your hands and lift up your voice. Come on, if you're looking down the barrel of a legal gun, lift up your voice today and say, God, I praise you for what you're doing in my life. Hallelujah. Go through my life, restore 